It can't be that bad, oh, 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 it can't be that bad. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Righty tidy, lefty Lucy. Righty tidy, lefty Lucy. And that's what I think about when I think about foreplay. The daughter told the mister he hadn't touched his sister. <laughs> but then he fucking kissed her that's and right. gave her a fucking blister. Oh, a boy, sister. Hey, uh, Christian. Uh, Alejandro. Can I ask you a question unrelated to the episode? Uh, yeah, this usually happens anyway, and I'm super cool with it. What's up, dude? Have you ever told a lie? <sighs> nah, man. My name is Christian, which is a derivative of the word Christ. <laughs> that means I am... Of Christ, yeah, which means that I don't lie. But let me tell you a little secret: I do lie. <gasps> bum bum bum. I don't want to do a podcast with a fucking liar. Okay, then you shouldn't never do anything with yourself, you little bitch. You <laughs> When's the last there. time you told the truth? Because you're definitely not a truther, my friend. No, I've been telling the truth quite a lot recently. I believe that you. I can sense that you are a better person lately. I'm. I'm trying to be one with, with like energies and knowledge and. Yeah, but not to that extent where I become like a monk, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but like where I like I really just I'm trying to be in tune with my feelings. Know what I'm saying? It's good. It's good for men to be in tune with their feelings. I recently uh, was very in tune with my feelings. I was just crying for 45 minutes before I came in here. Uh, and then I was laughing from like my gut for about 30 minutes. And then I walked in. So I'm I'm, I'm like in a weird level right is now. Is that a bit or is that the truth? Because I could imagine <laughs> I could imagine that <laughs> happening. dude. So guys, we watched the movie. It's called Invention The Invention of Lying, lying. starring um, uh, Ricky Gervais. Did you watch the Golden Globes, bro? So much. Yes, I did. He's all. He's hilarious. But uh, um, yeah, yeah. I got no. I got no. Uh, you know, dude. I loved it. You want to hear my Ricky Gervais at Golden Globes impression? Let's hear it. Hey, you're all fucking fucks over there. You're flew in here for okay. so private I'm have jets. To stop you because that's he's it's not my fifth time. He's not from London. He doesn't sound like that at all. You just I'm bad at accents, yeah, dude. Clearly, dude. I thought you were actually. I thought you might have actually had a now good. Now let one. me tell you something. Let me tell you something. You miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Thanks, Michael Jordan. When's the last time you did an impression, man? I think you're a little too scared, man. I'll do an impression right now. Do it. Okay, this is a real short one. You ready? Okay. This is uh, Reagan realizing. That this isn't his dinner. What's this? <laughs> Thank you very much. Terrible, um, dude. So we watched the, <laughs> the invention of lying. We watched the invention of lying, and uh, if 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 it pleases the court, I'd like to do the nitty gritty. Um, the court uh, is amongst us. <laughs> uh, we do have Annabella Di Francesco right here, and we do have our very own, very handsome, facially symmetrical Christopher Perry. You know, a lot of people think that symmetry is what's very attractive. But for Chris, I think that's just the, like, of the 30 things that make him so attractive, mm-hmm. that's number 30. I and I can go hate. down the list, if you like, starting with 30 and going down. Okay. Okay, 30. Let's do it. Um, his, the symmetry of his face. 29. The lines, uh, the crow's feet that come out of his eyes. 28. Uh, the way he smiles. 27. His tongue shape when he makes weird hey, noises. Hey. Yeah, what? Yeah. Enough about me. <laughs> enough about Anna from Dude. New York, who hasn't listened to your podcast. Oh, Bro, busted. There's the bus, right? Yeah, um, Anna is a friend of ours from high school. Um, she said <laughs> she wasn't going to talk. <laughs> no, you got to talk into the mic. Use, your, mic- the use mic. your microphone voice. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> That's all you got to say? Simple. 
gosh. Okay, let's get uh, along with the... She did actually see this movie, though, recently, fairly recently. So you got a lot to so, say about so this movie. Maybe not a lot to say, but she can potentially have something to say. Yeah. A little bit. A, a little, little, little bit. The littlest bit she could say. Okay. Um, but we'll just jump into the nitty-gritty and we'll go from there. Yeah, let's do it. We went ahead and watched a movie called The Invention of Lying. It is rated PG-13 and was released in 2009. This has a runtime of one hour, 40 minutes, or from Lissa. Can you not even do the conversion yourself? I, I actually, I, I don't, I can't do it. You think Melissa knows? You malfunction. Melissa, She'll know, Melissa, man. Melissa, I'm sorry, but you're gonna have to figure this one out on your own. She can do it. She's Asian, my friend. I like to do it for her because I'm a gentleman. Oh, okay. <sighs> you live in the 1800s. <sighs> Chivalry's not dead in my book. All right, keep going. Right, Chris? You chivalrous man. Uh, I, I. T- <laughs> we all know it's dead with you, man. <laughs> That's. This movie is rated 6.4 out of 10 on IMDb. A, wa- a whopping, a whopper. Hey, they just they just changed the whopper at Burger King. Are you pissed? You're yeah, fatter than the, old that's me, that's man. The only thing that was good at Burger King. The service sucks. The restaurant's gross. The people are there horrible. Did you go into a Burger King recently? No, I haven't been to Burger King in years because they're oh so my. fucking garbage. Because I would love to see that. I would love to see you walk in and be like, Did you change the whopper? I haven't been here in five years. I haven't, dude. I almost did, but I haven't. Do it. Uh, 56% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 3.5 out of 4 from Roger Ebert. But uh, don't take that too well because that's exactly how he rated Charlie's Angels. Roger's like us. He likes to just rate bad movies pretty high. Uh, sometimes he rates really good movies really low, though. Yeah, maybe we do that. We'll have to switch up the podcast and make mm, fun of, ba- of really that. good movies. It can't be that good. Yeah. Down Gone with that. the Wind sucks. Terrible. I didn't like his mustache. <laughs> Um, uh, so, Christian, <laughs> would you like to guess what percentage of Google users approved of this film? Uh, 99%, bitch. Na- I'm kidding. I'm fucking kidding. Wrong. I'm fucking kidding. All right, uh, well, then do it fucking real. Then. 85%. Stop yelling at me. You're looking at my screen. I'm not looking, okay, dude. Good. You hit it on the I head. Have, well done. I did? Yeah, good job. Thank you very much. Well thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. You win the belt back. So, we'll have Michaela mail it from Florida and then you can wear it again. Please. All right, so the uh, the synapse is coming at you here. Right at you. <clears throat> I'm going to try this one as intense as I can. In a world. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> what, dude? Sorry, go ahead. Continue. In a world. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? I, I can't. I can't take it seriously, if you keep man. Sign- okay, fine. I won't do it like that then. In a world. <laughs> read a- it. What? I'm trying to fucking read the synopsis. I'll read it. In a world where... You're making me do it silly now. We're going to cut all of this out. We'll keep it all in. In a world where lying doesn't exist, failing scriptwriter Mark Bellison suddenly develops the ability to bend the truth. Spinning tall tales to get out of trouble and into girls' pants, his unique ability proves invaluable as the... As, as these sunglasses are too dark. As the painfully, <laughs> as the painfully truthful townspeople believe every pork pie. What's wrong, Christian? You said these sunglasses are too dark. They're fucking sunglasses, dude. You wear them every day. Oh, these aren't my normal sunglasses. Okay, keep going. Uh, that's the end of it. Uh, pork pie udders. <laughs> All right, let's dive deep into it, dude. What'd Uh, you think of the movie? I really liked it, actually. I think of Ricky Gervais' films, this is way better than Ghost Town or Ghost City or whatever the fuck that one is where he's a dentist and sees ghosts. Never seen it, but that sounds awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I'd watch the hell out of that. I thought this movie was really good. I did actually learn that this movie was um, on the blacklist of 2007, which is a list they come out with every year. Uh Those are the best scripts that weren't made in that year. Wow. Yeah, so this movie was uh, around for a little bit before it was made. Um, well, the idea of it is 
so oh, it's original. Genius. It's genius, dude. Oh my god, dude. it's the funniest thing I've ever. Uh, Ricky Gervais wrote, directed, and starred in this film. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was his direct directorial debut. Okay, uh, and it is starring Ricky Gervais, Jennifer Gardner, Jonah Hill, Louis C.K., Rob Lowe, Tina Fey. It's got. A bunch of other people, too, that don't really matter. But they're all good actors, and they're all really funny. Like, in every single um, scene, I feel like whenever they introduce anyone, boom. Like, I know that person from somewhere. Even, like, the side people. Yeah. Yeah, like, Jonah Hill is, like, his neighbor, and, like, he has a yes. fairly big part. Yeah, and he's so depressed, It's uh, and he plays the part so well. Oh, it's, he's like, I'm gonna... I've uh, been... Throwing up painkillers all night because I'm actually too scared to take a dose that'll kill me. Which is brilliant. <laughs> funny suicide. It's bad, but it's funny. It's brilliant in the sense that like you get to know so much about every single character because they have to tell the truth. Yeah. Although Jennifer Mile, Jennifer Mile, <laughs> Jennifer Garner mm-hmm. fake smiles quite a bit on their date. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's trying to be polite, but she spews out the but truth. Isn't that lying? Uh, facially, I don't know. I think, I mean, we're, we're going to get a little too deep into it if we're talking we're about starting, like... We're starting our podcast. Bro. Okay, what's a lie to you then? Is it like, does it uh, stem all the way down to your body language or is it just what you say? I think so. I think I could lie to you without even saying a word. I think I could just like change my body image or like uh-huh. my body language. Yeah. And you might think I'm feeling a completely different way. I could see that. I'm, yeah. You, you've, uh, you've lived a life as a server you've worked in the restaurant business oh yeah and in customer service for a majority of your life for sure you know exactly how to be in front of a customer yeah. when you you're see, trying to get something and dude. you've seen me as a server and as a bartender right you've seen me like turn it on and be dude like, i've seen you like we went to get coffee one time and you were wearing like your your work shirt oh, that's right and some lady was like oh you work there yeah she's like you work at that gym and i was like i do and just instantly we just gave her the spiel and was selling her already yeah cause... dude your your chest popped out you're no longer like <laughs> slouching and then you started being you were ten thousand times more articulate for sure than you were in the previous conversation that you were having with just uh, me. about our podcast yeah dude <laughs> exactly uh christian this movie had a budget of 18.5 million american dollars 30 million dollars is what i think it made wow 32.7 million hey that's pretty that's close two for two, pal. that's two pretty for close two. well done well done thank uh, you so very much did make a bunch of money uh did make its money back just well not not exactly uh but uh, it it almost doubled its money mm-hmm. um which i think it's still good i mean if uh did you hear a lot about this movie when it first dropped yeah i in fact i seen this movie uh i remember when it came out and i remember seeing the movie not in theaters but probably right right after it came out uh-huh. on like television or on HBO or whatever. Yeah. Um, because I, I really like this movie. I thought this idea of yeah. him creating religion, a, a known atheist like Ricky really? Gervais to really boil down religion to its uh, basics to make this joke out of it is fucking genius. I thought this movie was brilliant in the sense that it, it grounded its reality almost immediately. Like yeah. obviously the title made it seem like we already knew what it was about. No one in this reality has ever told a lie. Yeah. Even when they were prefacing what was going on in the film right at the beginning, they said no one has ever told a lie. And you're seeing all these normal interactions between these normal people, but they're so honest. Like uh, a good example was the couple fighting at the table that uh-huh. he walks past. And she's saying that I'm just like, no, I'm not really into you anymore. And he's and like, that just makes me love you more. Which is a crazy fucking concept. I like when he walks past the crazy guy and the crazy guy's like, why am I wearing clothes? Why are you wearing clothes? Why isn't anybody listening to me? Yeah, he's speaking his own <laughs> truth, dude. Uh, and even like the guy with uh, the homeless guy, he was holding up a cardboard sign <laughs> saying, I don't understand why I'm homeless and, and you're, you're not. not. 
and it's it, I think it was just a very clever way to look at society for sure and like how how the world would be if we just got rid of all of our filters because I don't know if, about you, but mm. I fucking hate small talk. How's your day? Sure. Oh, my day's good. It's not raining today, so it's good. <laughs> Fuck you. Is it because you're bad at small talk? Do you think uh, maybe that's what it is? No, dude. I think I'm very good at small talk. I can do it, but does does it make a difference in my day? Has it made a difference in my life or that person's day? Maybe. Well, let me tell you why I think small talk is important. As a salesman, I know it's, it's good because um, there are times when you talk to people and you don't want to have to jump into something that's very uh, meaty right off the bat. You need something to kind of break break the water, so to yeah. speak, right? And a lot of cultures, um, like in Swedish cultures and stuff like that, and Swiss banking and shit like that, yeah. uh, you have to like chit-chat and fucking talk for 10, 15 minutes. Like they don't like to get the fucking business right away because they like to kind of take their time. And mm-hmm. it's a very, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess cordial thing. Like small yeah. talk like that is something that- It's etiquette. Exactly. It is just etiquette. But what it comes down to, like at the end of the day- let, let, let's take, for example, when I go and buy uh, buy uh, coffee, um, I can tell when the cashier is kind of like distressed. It's been a long day or it's been like just a, a, a bunch yeah, of shitty Yeah, why won't the manager let him sit in a chair? And like easily, you can tell when that uh, individual has not had real human interaction for the most of his or her shift. Totally. You can see it in their eyes and their body language and whatnot. And like you ask, sometimes I'll ask like, hey, how's your day? And like it'll startle them a little bit. And then I love, I, I get up, ups, not upset. But I think it sucks when they say like, oh, it's good. How's yours? But I love it when I when I hear like a sigh, like, and then now I can pinpoint to something that is real about that individual. And I'll and I'll and I'll say something like if there's no line behind me, especially I'll be like, I heard you sigh there. Like, you good? Like, what's wrong? And then they'll and then now I know that this person like had a shitty day at school or they're like waiting for test results from school or like they just had like a, a fight with their like family member. And like now I had an exchange and I know this person a little bit more. And I can tell by your body language. Yeah, I don't don't like it. it. Let me tell you one thing right off the bat. If you're at fucking work, don't fucking sigh in front of the guests or the fucking customers, all right? You're fucking there. I'm paying you to be on your job and do your shit. Don't be fucking signing in front of these people. Uh When someone asks you how your day is, you say it's the best fucking day of your goddamn life, all right? Damn, That's how you fucking work. Really? You're at fucking work, bro. We're just two different individuals, No, man. If you're over here signing because someone's like, hey, how's your day? You fucking say great. You say it's the best day you've ever fucking had. Yeah, but what if you're so exhausted that you can't even put up a filter? Turn back, bro. Go in the fucking. Dude, you want this go person to break. go in the back? Go on your fucking break, like, bro. You can't handle. You, you can't. You can't keep. You can't keep yourself together in front of the customers like that. That's fucking yeah. ridiculous, bro. No, that's being human, my friend. No, dude. That's not a human. fucking work. I'm not paying I'm you to be human. I'm not trying to go I'm up and like to talk to, to like to do a job. robots, dude. Dude. All right. Look, I, let me tell you. I, I worked plenty of jobs where you could not fucking sigh in front of them and, uh-huh. and be that kind of shit those you are shit go, jobs then my friend those are jobs where your money is based on your reactions yes yes right? and so you have to you have to do that shit and i just think if you're going to be doing a job you should be doing it to the best mm-hmm. of your abilities and showing to a customer that you are tired sad or unhappy is a bad is a bad look i think for we're the, having some sort of miscommunication here i, I would be pissed if that person was having such a shitty day and they're being being shitty to me, if they oh, were totally. just yeah, fuck that person. But if they were what I think the basis of what I'm saying is, I want them to be real. No, they should be lying to you. Is what I'm saying. I think they should be lying to you constantly because that's how I you don't know. do it. Look, I like, look, Christian. Okay, let's just let, let me get back into this movie real quick. Okay, okay get back because, in the movie because dude. there's so much, so much to, to talk about, <laughs> and we are getting lost in. Anyways, um, but I love it. Come on. So he. Let's get to the beginning. What's the first lie he tells? 
Oh, so and this is beautiful. This oh is some of the best acting I've ever the seen. The stakes Ricky are very do. high. So his mother's in a nursing home, and it's so sad. So the first so time you see his mom, because he can't lie yet, he sees his mom staring at a static TV, and he's like, "Oh, mom, this is so depressing." You must have sat on the remote, mom. <laughs> and she's like, "No, the TV's Instead broken." Instead of being like, "Oh, mom, how are you today?" You know, like that's what usually yes. what you would say when you see it. And grandma. he sits next to her, and he's like. Mom, it's so sad here. You're a loser. <laughs> yeah. And he calls like, his dying mom you, a loser. He's like, we're all losers. When he's walking in, the, the old people are like, you look like my dead son. <laughs> <laughs> because they have to tell the truth. They can't. I will tell you, if there was a world where no one could tell a lie... You wouldn't be bored. You might be hurt, but you wouldn't be bored. <laughs> oh man, I I couldn't I couldn't live. Lying is too much fun, bro. Uh, you're you're an actor, man. You're and an a actor. Magician. Oh, did you notice that the so he works for like a uh, a screenwriting company? Uh-huh. Uh, I did he, notice that. And all of them are documentaries. They're just <laughs> they're all <laughs> actors who read the story exactly how it happened because is, they can't like embellish at all. They can't add anything to the story. They can't play pretend because acting, in a sense, is, is lying, lying, man. <laughs> So he, he's assigned like... No church? There's no churches, bro? They don't have any sermons or anything? He's assigned the 1300s for his job. The Black he, Plague. He covers the Black Plague. And everyone's like, the Black Plague it's sucks, so man. It's so depressing, dude. Because it's, so it's the Black Plague. Jeffrey Tambor is, has to fire him. And he's like, uh, I, don't, I don't like confrontation. So maybe I'll fire you tomorrow. He says it straight up. And everyone at work is like, oh, if we see you tomorrow, fired tomorrow, you're probably getting fired. Um, so he, the first lie he tells his mom is when she's on her last dying breath. That's not the first lie. I will tell you what the first lie is. The stakes are very <gasps> oh, high. Oh, the stakes are. He's so he gets a medium get rare fillet. Oh, that's right. Sorry, wrong steak. Um, he's about to get evicted and he goes to the bank to close his account. And uh, the lady's like, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Our systems are down. And he's like, uh, oh. And she's like, well, how much money do you have in your account? And he says, um, uh, oh, 800 and she goes oh okay and and then right as she does that the computer goes on she goes hang on our systems are back up and she looked t- types in his name she goes wait a minute it says you only have 300 dollars in your account and then what i love about this scene is that it does like this jimmy neutron bl- brain blast <laughs> thing where it goes deep into his skull you see like the neurons and nerves working That's like 800 dollars 800 dollars he tells the very first lie that has occurred in that universe and she's like oh I'm there must s- be a mistake with the system I'm so sorry. Let me get sorry. you $800. <laughs> One, two, three, four, Big bills five. are small. Two, yeah. And he's like, large bills, please. And the, yeah, that's right. So I guess his mother isn't the first lie, but that's the biggest one. But that is the biggest so lie. So he also does try to, uh, he goes to the bar with his friends, which is, if I just discovered how to lie, the first thing I'd do would go to my friends and be like, I don't know what to do with this. And you know what our response would be? Uh, try and get laid, bro. Yeah, that's exactly what they say. They're like, <laughs> I'd grab a woman's I try boobs. to see boobs. Philip Seymour Hoffman? What the fuck? Is fucking in this movie. As for such a sophisticated actor, <laughs> this this was his best line. Boobs. He <laughs> 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 was um, just the, the bartender. Um, and so it gets to that part where his mom is eventually on her deathbed. Yes. And she... Of course, she's telling the truth, and so she's, she's saying... like, I'm so scared. I don't want it to just be dark and be... It's over. And, I don't want it to be nothing. And Ricky Gervais is like... He has this, like, real tender moment where he's crying. Yes. It, it is really, truly Ricky Gervais's best acting. Although, so good. he does another really good job on that Netflix movie where his wife passes away. Oh, it's... I forget Paul the name or, of it. not Peter. I don't know. It's... Yeah, it's on my... Uh, also really good. Uh, but he does this... He does this acting where it is just off the charts, and he tells his mom that when you die... 
it's not just over. It's not just dark. That you go yeah. to the greatest place you can imagine. You go to your favorite place. And, and you have a mansion. And everybody yeah. you've ever loved is there. And Yeah. And everyone you, you care about is, is going to be there. And, you know, dad's there. And eventually, I'll, you know, I'll get there. And, and like, Such really calms his mom's in, in this moment where she's so scared and so terrified. Uh, and then she... She eventually passes and, with a slight grin. And... and as he's telling the story to her, the camera turns and you see the entire, all the nurses and Jason Bateman as the doctor yes. are like, keep going. Keep going. Please. What else what happens else when happen? we die? Well, because they'd never heard that. And no. because they have to believe it as truth, they think that that is the truth. So word spreads and suddenly everybody wants to hear the what yes. happens after you die. And so he's tasked with this job of writing out what where what this happens? came from what, what is the afterlife who's telling him this and what not and so he comes up with this huge lavish lie that he is talking to this man in the sky mm-hmm. uh who's giving him these rules that he writes down on paper and then like mm-hmm. this is one of my favorite bits is he writes them on papers and then he's like i just wish you were on something more like official like, like tablets tablets and yeah. so they put them on pizza hut pizza boxes yeah and then later on at the wedding when they're having a wedding in mm-hmm. the church the cross that the priest is wearing yes. is him holding yep. two pizza boxes. Yep, dude. It's cr- what a brilliant idea. He had invented religion. Religion oh. had never existed. And he was because practically Moses. A lie, bro. I don't think that. I mean, like, I think organized religion. If we're going to dive deep into religion right now. <laughs> no, it's a, this word, let's dive deep into lying. Okay. Okay. Then I, I want to ask you a question. Hey, me. Um, how is it w- bad to lie? No. And okay, dive deep into that, please. Um, I know that I'm a liar, uh, and I and, and I I don't do it to like hurt people. I don't do it intentionally um, to um, make other people's lives harder. But there are things like magic and acting and and telling your girlfriend that she doesn't look fat in that dress, or uh, just smiling, or even just telling the guy that you care about him, even though you don't really care about him because you know he's depressed. Sometimes lies can help people. Sometimes yeah. lies can put people into a better position. Where lies become a problem mm-hmm. is when you're using them to hurt people and 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 make yourself seem better. So it's when situational. A, so when a politician is lying to you, saying that he's going to help get people out of prison, and then he's actually working for the prison system and and just putting more people in, yeah. that's a hurtful lie, right? But if your girlfriend's like, "Hey, does this make my butt look small?" and you're just like, "Oh no, you got a redonk and bonk," and she's just like, "For sure." For sure. <laughs> I'm really trying to take you so seriously in, in these hypothetical situations. But if you're saying words like redonkadonk and for shargle, for, I think you snuck in an R in that word. For shargle? Uh, hey, making up words is a sign of higher intelligence. <laughs> no, man. <laughs> Don't make me choke, dude. I had, I'm thirsty right now. What, Anna? What? Okay, Anna, you watched this movie. I want, and I know yeah. you didn't want to talk, but you, I'm going to make you talk. you're a notorious liar, um, right? You lie all the time. Is that correct? No. Oh. Honesty is the best policy. Like, uh, are you brute? Are you? Would you say that you're honest to a fault? Yes. You are. are. You, like, Brutal honesty is the best way. Can you give me an example of one time where you were so honest that got you in trouble? Hmm, that's a great question. When I got in trouble? Yeah. Because we always know that lies get us into trouble, but like to be as honest, the truth well, to ever use, gotten you in to trouble? The, to, to use the looks one, I always tell people if, like if their outfit doesn't look good and they don't really like it, but I mean later when they go out, they feel good in what they're wearing. Uh huh. I I would appreciate that. Can you please can you rate our looks right now and uh, be brutally honest? Stand up. Stand up or standing up? Okay. Uh no no. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna lie by omission here and just like let that one go. Do it. You want me to? Okay. 
Scale of 10. Uh, I won't be hurt. I'm comfy. Yeah. I mean, you guys aren't really, like, fashion forward right now. Maybe, like, a six? I'm fucking killing Both it, lady. I'm yeah. wearing Prada sunglasses, okay? Those are and mine. I, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. These I'm are... wearing a sweatshirt that is for uh, that is uh, from a band known as Wolfpack, and they're fucking fantastic. And I'm wearing my sweatshirt exactly how Ralph Macchio did in The Karate Kid. Uh-huh. You should have lied. <laughs> 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 Fuck you, bitch. Um, what's the worst lie you ever got caught saying? Me? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay, you're going to have to give me a, a moment. Anna, can you think of the worst lie you ever got caught saying? I got caught... Uh, I mean, maybe when I was a young kid, I got caught lying about like being out but mm. it didn't even really matter uh-huh. yeah i got caught up um, with like i when i was uh in high school um one halloween night my uh friends and i we got a few mickeys some 40s <laughs> dude and we drank it downstairs in the doll room oh no and then like we oh, got no. we got like pretty drunk because those are 40s and we each had a 40 and like as a high schooler with low tolerance that'll fuck you up and so I was still um, competent enough to know to hide the Mickey's bottles and throw them away later on uh, the next day, right? Mm -hmm. So I put them in the bag that we purchased them in, um, and then we hid them behind like a cabinet. And then my mom rarely ever cleans like every day, but out of all the days, she chose that morning to clean up the doll room. So I wake up, I go downstairs, and... (laughs) She has all the Mickey's bottles on the kitchen counter, and in front of it is the receipt. What? Because <laughs> you put them in the bag. <laughs> she got a, a marker, and she circled the date and time oh. that it was purchased oh, to confirm no. that this was bought illegally for underage kids. And so I got in trouble, and I tried saying, oh, no, um, my, my, uh, our older friends that are over 21 bought them, and like they, they didn't want to throw them away, so I said I'd hold them for them. What? They didn't want to throw them away. Yeah, no, I got caught up in that. We want to keep the Mickey's bottles, Christian. Will you hold on to them for us? Because we want to keep them, but we don't want to have them. <laughs> we want to keep them, but we don't want to. I feel like you have a very uh, juicy story, though, for being such a liar. Um, no, I'm usually... I usually get away with most of my lies. I tell you, what's what's rarer is when I'm honest with people, right? There's only a handful of people that that I'm very, you yeah. know, um, like Nick Lowe gets a pretty real version of me. Yeah. Um, and then like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> here it is. And then okay. one time uh, I did lie to Nick Lowe once. And if she hears this, she's going to flip. But uh, uh, there was a, a chick that I had hooked up with and she had asked Nick Lowe. And Nick Lowe was like, that's weird because Alex usually tells me about the girls that he bangs. And she asked me, like, hey, did you hook up with this girl? And I was like, no way. I didn't hook up with her at all. And I like denied, denied, denied. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I really don't know why. It wasn't a big deal. I just wanted to see if, if I could lie to Nick Lowe. And like, and then she went back to the girl and was like, uh, no way. Alex said that it didn't happen. And he doesn't <laughs> lie to me. And the girl was like, what? And then, then I felt bad because then I kind of felt like I was gaslighting that girl. But, you know, whatever. And then you came out with the truth. You're like, yes, we banged. No, just right now, I finally came clean to Nick Lowe. So, <laughs> oh, sorry, Nick just Lowe. right now? <laughs> Damn, dude. Um, Ooh, I feel so much better. Oh, what a weight lifted off my chest. One of my favorite parts of this film was how often they bring up Ricky Gervais's genetics <laughs> and how he is and- a fat person with a snub nose oh my god the kid when when she's thinking about the kids and she sees a fat little kid get ice cream shoved in his face because the bullies are being dicks yes and she's like what's your name and the kid goes <laughs> short fat brian <laughs> it's like someone someone coming up to me hey what's your name dark fat christian <laughs> that's exactly what i was thinking 
How about you? Uh, my name Tall Skinny Alex. Racial ambiguous. ambiguous. <laughs> no, too many. You're putting too many fucking letters in it. My fucking bad. I didn't know there were rules. There dude. are. 17 letters only. Dude, I am I am snub-nosed. And so, no, like, not really. You don't think so? No. Dude, check this you out. You have a very f- flat nose. I have a very flat face. Palm yeah, of my totally. hand. My face. <laughs> <laughs> I look like William Hung, dude. <laughs> I have the same facial symmetry I, as no, William hey. Hung. You do not. Thank you. Yeah, I would, that, t- I would tell you. You would tell me? Remember? Yeah, yeah. You've been pretty honest today. You've been pretty honest. And I was just lying. Okay. Um, Anna, <laughs> if you were to kind of give yourself a nickname like we just did, what would it be? Huh? Like if I was if I was a fat, dark Christian and oh. he's a tall, skinny Alex. Uh, I, don't, I don't think we should be allowed to give them to ourselves. I think you, one of you should give one to me. Okay. Alex, you do it. Um... <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to get in trouble. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Okay, let's get back uh-uh. into the movie. Uh, um, so, one of my favorite jokes is when he does uh, use his lying to get girls. Uh-huh. Is he only does it once, really? Because he, he does. Because he never lies to uh, Jennifer Garner. Never. Which I think is really interesting. He's he's such a good person. Yeah. Um, but uh, but. Um, so he, oh, the chick that he lies to, he like walks up to her and he's like, "Excuse me, miss. If we don't have sex right now, the world is gonna end." And she turns around real quick, looks him in the face, and goes, "Do we have time to get to a hotel, or should we do it right here?" <laughs> and he's like, uh, "Uh, that motel right there." He just points across the street. And they go in there, and she's like, "All right, let's do this." He's like, wait, shouldn't we get to know each other or something? And she's like, "We don't have time. We don't have time. We have to have sex, or the world's gonna end." And so he pretends to pick up a phone. And oh, he's hello, like, NASA. NASA? Yeah, it's me. Yeah, she's here. We don't have to anymore. The world's not going to end. Hangs up and she's like ecstatic. It's like, you know what's funny is in whenever people fake t- uh, telephone calls or like are trying to make a live a tel- a telephone call, they always pick up the phone and they go, oh, James. Like someone's on the other line is going like, it's James. And their immediate <laughs> response is like, oh, James. Nobody ever says hello. Nobody's ever like, oh, no. who's this? They never ask. They're always, they always instantly recognize who That's it is. That's like if you were to call me, I wouldn't be like, Hey, Alejandro, that sounds so fucking no, fake, dude. Especially if I was just like, uh, yeah, anyways, um, the invention of lying. Yes. Anything else you want to say about it? Because th- this was a fantastic film. I did I like... Do, I do have... Yeah, go ahead. I did like the part where he uh, was at the park bench with Jennifer Garner. Oh, that scene was... when okay, Beautiful. When, they, when he like tells her that he loves her, essentially, and, and doesn't lie to her and say that uh, being rich and powerful changes your genetics, yes. which he could have. Um, they have that moment where they're kind of like falling for each other, and then in like the next scene, she's going on a date with Rob Lowe, and then I was yeah. just kind of like mad. I was like, "What the fuck, Anna? Not you, the other Anna, because that was Jennifer Garner's name." Was that really in the movie? Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. Um, I didn't even realize that. I always just think of her as Jennifer Garner. <laughs> That's pretty much well, and she's playing like almost the same character in Ghost of Girlfriend's Past mm-hmm. with uh, Matthew McConaughey. Ah, uh, yeah, I could see that. I could definitely see that. Um, she's definitely playing the same character that she does in Electra. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like boring. Million Dollar Baby. <laughs> really no, wait, good. that was Hillary Swank. That's Hillary Swank. Damn I do it. get the two mixed up. Uh, yeah, I always think Jennifer Garner was in Karate Kid 4, but no, no. it was Hillary Swank. Shit, for being movie buffs, we're not really good at this movie buff thing. They're very similar looking women, though. Yeah. I don't want to say, say that, that all women look alike, but mm-hmm. those at least two those do. two. Um, I <laughs> did like the part where he basically implemented the rule 
no sex until after marriage. And then she hands him a, a coupon for sex. Yeah, because it was like his birthday, uh-huh. right? <laughs> his birthday present was a coupon for sex. And he's like, what's this, a coupon for sex? And she's like, yeah, well, doesn't matter because we're not even married. And he's like, oh. oh. We're not supposed to. <laughs> um, I do want to say that I thoroughly enjoyed the soundtrack to this movie. They had great music throughout Fantastic the entire film. Fantastic yeah. music. Uh, the Talking Heads. Uh, ELO, Electric Light Orchestra, baby. Yeah, making man. A, making a debut. There were so debut, many times uh, with uh, ELO, I had to whip out Tramp. Shazam, dude. Oh, really? Yeah, man. With like with movies with amazing soundtracks, I just like have my Shazam amp on. I, I've been a big fan of Electric Light or- or- Orchestra for a little while now. Um, and I am just constantly being um, shocked at how good their music is. Man, there's a lot of good music out there. I yeah, have not time. by Rush, though. Um, wow, that's an opinion. <laughs> rest in peace, Neil Peart. Um, uh yeah, do you have a uh, BPOS? How can it not be Ricky Gervais, man? How can it not Honestly, be? Honestly, he has to be the best person on set because he was the director, the writer, the actor. He did he everything. Pro- him and Stephen Merchant produced it. I have so much respect for that, man. Yeah, you know, uh, a lot of people like write him off as just being like a jerk and like a, a, a liberal animal activist, blah, 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 mm-hmm. uh, and an atheist. And a lot of people hate him for those things. But I think if you look at this movie, one, you can see his... Uh, his high level of acting ability where he truly believes the things that he's saying, even when they're outright lies and the things that you know him himself doesn't believe. Yes. Uh, And two, you also get to see his uh, ability to direct everybody from Louis C.K. to Philip Seymour Hoffman to uh, Jennifer Garner and Rob Lowe. Like he's having all these people acting at their tops of their abilities. Rob Lowe, in 2009, I don't even think he was on Parks and Rec yet. I don't even think that was a fucking show yet. Oh man. So he hadn't even had the the renaissance that Rob Lowe has where now he's on fucking 911 and he's doing all this shit and that fucking big foot show which is oh <laughs> incredible shit, that's right um but yeah so all these actors are doing tina fey everybody's that's doing right tina fey is in this everybody's acting at level 10 yes 100 percent. i mean it's a beautiful script once you read that how can you not be invested in it because well, it's such a brilliant it idea um one thing i want to say wait did you say uh your bps is it's got to be ricky i agree for sure um one of my favorite scenes was i mean and i'm such a romantic and i love those cliche scenes where someone objects at the wedding oh the wedding scene <laughs> yeah dude so i really like the wedding scene because it's very often you see it like jump up and like stop stop the wedding but this one like he, he kind of like leaves uh-huh. and then she chases after him and you don't really see the girl chase after the guy very never often. And but that, i love uh, movies where the girls chase after the we guys. just want the girl to chase after us. yeah That's dude because it never happens <laughs> nope i'm always the guy chasing after the girls this remind uh, so um i was on instagram not too long ago and i saw that my middle school crush is now engaged oh congratulations and not that is congratulations to her um if you listen to this con- congrats uh if you don't but you don't say her name. not gonna say her name um <laughs> did, but, she not, did she not know you had a crush on her no she definitely knew oh. and you were a big factor as to why she knew oh you know who i'm talking about <laughs> man um, oh she just got engaged yeah she oh, just got engaged awesome. i had no idea um it has no emotional impact on me at all but i had seen it after watching this movie and i had this funny hypothetical thought of, of like going there i was just like what if i just showed up to the wedding and i was like i object brianna i love you and then i was like whoa wait who's this guy <laughs> i liked like, you in middle school Cri- christian like yes brianna i never got to tell you but i have always loved you i asked you out to the eighth grade dance and you hid in the bathroom from me she's Fuck, like that's real that's whoa. real stuff i'm once again, if you're listening Damn. to this, I get it. No, she ain't listening, bro. I get it. I had way too much hair on my face for uh, an eighth grader. I and still don't have hair on my face. Yeah, dude. we could. I could give you some if that was possible. I would love if I could have some of your beard. 
You would have some uh, a Filipino beard with your racially ambiguous face. You tell me, I'm growing a Fu Manchu anyways, bro. What you talking about, Willis? That's all I can grow. <laughs> hey, you should grow it as much as you can. I try to. Uh, hey, you guys, y'all can reach us here at the uh, podcast at headquarters. Um, I, are you saying the, the? Are we plugging? I was going to give the address, but we should probably give the handles. Please instead. don't give the address. Okay. At ICBTB podcast, and you can follow Christian at Christian has asthma. You could follow Alejandro at Carl underscore me Jesus, uh, but no one ever calls him Jesus. Um, no. Has anyone? <laughs> Uh, no, no, no. At least I for sure have asthma, but no one for sure calls you Jesus. Some people, when they first see that, they'll be like, hey, Jesus, and then they'll do it like once and then it never comes it back. It kind of makes sense because you are Hispanic, so you might be Jesus. You never know. Uh, uh, thanks for hanging out with us, guys. Yeah. Chris um, and Anna, you guys made it uh, exciting. You guys want to say. say anything? No, not a shocker. <laughs> I guess All not. Right. They both should. Uh, I'm glad you guys had fun. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, wake up. Oh, just stop kissing me. All right, guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Oh, no. It's still recording.